Hello and welcome back to the Passion Podcast. This week is a little different as we have a shorter episode where I'll be speaking a little bit about my experience with mental health and then we'll have a beautiful Kishori talking us through a short meditation to give us some calm, peace, tranquility, self-reflection time and just to tap us into our selves for a moment of the day which is very much needed. So thank you for tuning in today. I want to keep it pretty brief because I really want you to feel the gorgeous effects of the meditation. Um, But I just wanted to jump on to speak a little bit about mental health, seeing as it's Mental Health Week in the UK. And just to talk a little bit about my experience and hopefully to shed some light and to give some hope to anyone who might be struggling themselves or perhaps who has a friend or a family member going through something and just to share my experience in, in, in order to, to help you in some way. So, yeah, first of all, I just want to talk a little bit about the stats because I think it's important to really understand the magnitude of a a problem before we try to even address or solve it, right? Because, yeah, without understanding what the problem is, we can't even begin to look at it. So I was doing a bit of research and some of the key facts that stood out to me were one being that mental health is the leading cause of sickness absence at work in the UK. And this was a big one for me because that is where my experience with mental health kind of really rings true and loud and is most relevant because I struggled for about a year with my mental health whilst being in the workplace. And this was pretty difficult because I didn't feel like I could speak about it. We do have still a big taboo around mental health and I think particularly when you're you know employed it can feel really daunting to share that because perhaps you may think that you know your employer won't take you seriously or it might jeopardize opportunities in the workplace or it may make your colleagues look at you differently or you just may not feel ready to talk about that which I totally understand and I guess what I want to say to that is that for me ever since I've started opening up more and just started really owning kind of how I felt and how I do feel still at times it's actually allowed much more authentic connections and just actually you realize that you're not alone like so many of us deal with 
mental health issues and you know spurts of not feeling great and I think it's just so normal and it's 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 actually more weird to to expect us all to be bouncing around joyful all the time so yeah I guess my point to that is that for me opening up has been such a freeing feeling and I would encourage everyone if if they feel that they have that safe space and you know if 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 you feel ready then I would highly encourage to talk to people because that has helped me in so many ways and if you don't feel like you can talk to your friends or your family or or your colleagues because it may feel a bit too intense and, and raw and vulnerable which I totally understand then looking to talk to somebody outside of your circle so a therapist or a counsellor or a mentor and um, actually in a couple of weeks we're going to have an episode all about mentorship which I'm really looking forward to recording because that was a big um, kind of healing thing for me and, and just to help in terms of guiding me and just letting me kind of speak out some ideas and really helping me on this journey to figuring out what what I'm passionate about and how I want to be and express in the world so that that was my kind of thoughts to that stat mental health on the leading course of sickness in work And then another stat that really stood out to me was that 10% of children and young people are dealing with a mental health problem. I think that children especially are expected to, to be happy a lot of the time because they're young and they don't have problems and they're innocent. And I think that this can be quite a dangerous expectation that we put on young people and it can lead to barriers being built up and um, perhaps a level of bypassing that takes place. And again, this is something that in hindsight, I look back at my younger self and and see that, you know, there was a lot of emotions that I probably didn't process Um from some of the experiences that I went through and I'm sure a lot of you can relate as well that you know um, when we deal with stuff as as children uh, if we're not encouraged to express our sadness or our pain or our um, difficult feelings then then we can tend to bottle those things up and you know, I do really believe that we have to feel it in order to heal it. And that's something that is just, you know, becoming more and more apparent to me as I am feeling into a lot more of of my traumas and, and emotions in, in recent months. And it feels good to, to let those things go and express. And I think that there's so many ways in which we can do this. Um, it can be through things like mindfulness activities that we're going to get to later in 
this podcast episode, but also things like expressing yourself in creative formats. So perhaps that might be um, trying out something new. Um, It might be engaging in some sporting activity. Um, It could be, you know, trying out a local class, perhaps a pottery class or an art class or, you know, visiting a new gallery or a new restaurant or trying out a cookery class or trying out a new recipe even with a friend. Um, I think being creative is such an important part of our expression and again that is something that I neglected for quite a long time and I think that that can be a really good way to help us through um, difficult times. So that's something that I wanted to share And the the final stat that really stood out to me was that depression is thought to be the second leading cause of disability worldwide. Um, And it's a major contributor to the burden of suicide and heart disease. So it's not something to be taken lightly, you know. Um, Friends and family members and, you know, people around us who are suffering with mental health conditions um, I think we really need to to open our hearts and, and minds up to what they're experiencing because it it's real it's it's very real it's not um, you know something that we should expect our loved ones to deal with on their own because, you know, we wouldn't expect a loved one to deal with a physical disease on their own. We would talk to them about it and ask them how they're feeling. And the same goes for mental health. So I would just encourage, you know, if you or someone you know is dealing with a mental health issue to perhaps ask them some questions. And obviously, you know, you you'll be able to feel into whether they're open to sharing or not but it can be such a great help when we're able to share the burden my auntie has this beautiful saying and uh, it's something that I've really carried with me that a problem shared is a problem halved and uh, I really feel that Um, and on both sides you know when we are on the receiving end of of helping a friend or a family member or even a stranger with their problems. It actually feels really good to to help that that person and there's so many studies to back this as well that shows that you know being kind and sharing uh, a helping hand and um, sharing love with another can really help us as well so yeah, I would say that this week I know that I'm definitely going to be more mindful about how I can help and how I can lend an ear and a shoulder and just be more open to being there for my friends and my loved ones and my family. Um, And also in my own practice, you know, making sure to do my daily yoga. I've spoken about this a little bit 
well, quite a lot actually on my last two podcasts, how yoga has really been helping me. I've been doing 20 minutes every morning and honestly it's made such a shift in my days and just my general well-being. I feel so good in my body and in my state of mind to just be taking that 20 minutes every day to look after myself and I would highly recommend it. I do um, yoga with Adrian on YouTube, shout out. She's so good. She's got hundreds of videos for all levels and it feels so good to just stretch and take that time out to to really just be with myself and to feel into my needs and yeah I'd highly recommend and then after that I journal for just 10 minutes and just um, I'm actually doing a stoic practice at the moment where I read a, a little passage and then I reflect on that passage and I just bought those books online it's called um, The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday highly recommend and it's just that time to really again be of myself be of my thoughts and honestly it those practices combined have brought me so much peace as well as a daily walk in nature and actually the theme of this mental health week is is all about nature and oh my gosh it's been such a game changer for me I, I live in nature right now which I feel so blessed for um and every day I take an hour walk and I just go and I look at the plants and the rivers and I really just take the time out to just try and just soak up the surroundings and just be really aware and mindful of of what is around me and it really helps you to kind of zoom out and see yourself as a part of the bigger picture and it's been such a, again, a, a wonderful practice for me. So I hope that by sharing those things that stood out to me and that have really helped me, that you can adopt some of those things in your life and just, um, you know, that might trigger something in you that, you know, has reminded you of something that you really love to do and perhaps you haven't been taking the time for. So. Yes, um, I hope that you are able to connect to yourself more this um, mental health week and just really cultivate some nourishing practices for yourself. So without further ado, um, I'm going to let Kishori take us through a really gorgeous grounding breath practice that um, I've been doing on a frequent basis and that has really helped me. So I'll let her take it away. I thought maybe today I could just teach how we can breathe more consciously and help us, you know, yeah, be less anxious, be able to focus more, get more oxygen to all the vital organs of the body, like the head and the heart and the lungs as well, of course. So I thought we could maybe go through that. Yes, please. That sounds wonderful. And yeah, I'm sure there'll be some people listening who perhaps have never taken this time to just kind of observe their breath. So yeah, if, you, if you've if you never done it before, welcome. It's pretty life-changing. It has been for me anyway. So 
yeah, it'd be really cool to kind of introduce that to people. Okay, cool. So yeah, just come into a comfortable seated position, whatever that is with you. So make yourself nice and comfy. And relax the shoulders. So we're just rolling the shoulders up and down the spine. And you can close your eyes if you like. just focus on the natural rhythm of your breath so just be mindful of how you're breathing you don't need to try and control it just let it be exactly how it is With all kind of breath work, we try and breathe in and out through the nose. So if you haven't got a blocked nose, then you can try and do that. Maybe you notice as you inhale, the air is slightly cooler as it comes up through those nostrils. And as you exhale, it's slightly warmer. when we breathe we are meant to be breathing with our bellies and not our chest so I'm going to just talk you through how we can do that so relaxing your tummy you can place your hands gently on your stomach if you like and as you inhale your stomach expands and as you exhale, it releases. I want you to imagine that you're almost drawing the air in through the belly button as you breathe in. And as you exhale, you're pushing the air out from the belly button as that belly relaxes back down. Placing one hand on your belly and the other hand on your chest now. I want you to try and breathe in such a way that it's just your belly that is moving up and down as you breathe. Again, always in and out through the nose if you can. both hands to come back down you can place them on your thighs continue for a few more moments without belly breathing to your normal breath and you can roll the shoulders up to the ears 
and down the spine. You can rub the palms of your hands together, creating some heat in those hands and place your hands over your eyes. Take a deep breath in and out the hands can come down and you can open your eyes when you're ready. So that is really how we, ideally, how to breathe for the optimum health. And this includes mental health and physical health as well. Because when we breathe um, with our bellies rather than our chest, it allows us to yeah, get more oxygen into the body. It clears out what's known as the prana that we have in certain energy channels in our body. So often we can have like stagnant prana or energy and this breathing helps to remove that. And yeah, just throughout the day, if you sometimes find that you're like, like breathing with your chest and your collarbones and your shoulders are rising, then it's a useful tip to try and bring it back to that kind of belly breath. So yeah. Sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think definitely it's a great tool to have for those times where you're feeling a bit stressed, a bit overwhelmed. And yeah, that's kind of a huge, a huge kind of tool that I've managed to incorporate into my life for, yeah, when I am sort of feeling a bit overwhelmed, just to remember to bring it back to the breath. And yeah, it's something that I would have loved to have had in those kind of busy city times and you know as people now are probably heading back to offices and and work mm. and you know transitioning from what eight eight months to a year kind of at home where perhaps stress levels have been lower I, f- I feel like that's the general consensus that I'm getting that people have been able to kind of switch off and yeah not be so kind of full of adrenaline um and yeah so it's a beautiful practice to to take on board so thank you so much for that and thank you for taking the time to listen to my thoughts on mental health and to share some practices that have helped me and Hopefully you're feeling really calm and aligned after that lovely practice with Kishori. And let me know how you found this episode. I'd love to hear what you think of my ramblings and your own experiences with mental health and maybe anything that has helped you as well. I would love to hear from you. So you can send me a message at thepassionpod.co on Instagram or on my personal Instagram at Salma Abalila. Or um, if you want to leave us a review, that is so appreciated. You can do that on Apple um, or head over to our YouTube channel where we've got some video recordings of our podcast as well. And do check out the backlog as we have some wonderful episodes. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, stay well, keep following your passion, keep doing the things that make you happy, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.